0: For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of worth. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper.
1: Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. And this is Friday, and it's my Friday wrap up show. And all this month, every Friday, I am going to be celebrating the incredible Judy Garland. Everyone who knows me knows how much she means to me, and she lives in my heart. She's very much alive. As you can see, her ruby slippers are always here. So all this month, I'm going to be celebrating Judy Garland with all kinds of surprises on Friday. And before we start, I'm going to start with a montage that was put together, especially for this show, by my dear friend, Jarrett Winters Morley. Here it is. And on the other side, that's a more one. So
2: dear, when you smiled at me, I heard a melody. It haunted me. From the start (laughs) Something inside of me Started a symphony Sing with the strings of my heart Was like a breath of spring I heard a robin sing About a nest set apart harmony sing with the strains of my heart your eyes made skies seem blue again what else could i do again but keep repeating through and through i love you love i still recall a thrill i guess i always will i hoped we'll never Define But oh, dear with your lips to mine oh, a so divine Sing went the strains of my heart I seem blue again What else could I do again But keep repeating to and through I love you, love you I still recall a thrill I guess I always will I hope you'll never depart
1: Two very special women in the wings, who have tributes to Judy Garland, which we're going to be talking about uh, at length in today's show. Uh, but Tesla Bella, since you were the first one here today, you get to pick box number one or box number two to decide who will come on. Like, let's make a deal. So neither one knows who will be coming on first. That way, it's if a. It's a flipping a coin uh, so that they are on equal playing field. Uh, so uh, Tess, you get to pick one or two, and we will go from there. I pick sportsmanship because when I think of Judy Garland's career, uh, good golly, as she would probably say, she'd probably use a few uh, more choice words, but she was a good sport. Uh, I think, uh, through her life and career. Uh, She wasn't always given uh, the proper treatment that she should have been given in show business, Uh, but she kept going against the odds. But today we celebrate all that she gave to the world. And to help us start with that celebration, box number two, And that's Jennifer Grimm. So Jennifer, yes, you're on the show, first of all. So I am thrilled that you're here. We are meeting for the very first time today uh, through the world of virtual reality, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, As I started putting this month together and I was doing research, I discovered you. I asked you to come on. You were the first person I actually asked. And you said yes. Sure. And so, so here you are. So thank you for being here. I begin all of my shows by asking who or what are you celebrating? And of course we both are celebrating Judy Garland. What is it about Judy Garland that resonates so deeply in your solar plexus, as we say?
0: I, uh, I, Grew up in a vaudeville family, like the last standing vaudeville family. And I was born after a show in Minnesota and uh, grew up traveling and singing with my folks. And so uh, when I hear Judy's voice and her ability to do those sweet, tender lyrics, but then also do these huge show stopping numbers and sort of have this grab bag of variety vaudeville things that she can pull out some comedy she can pull out drama she can pull out whatever it is absolutely what i was put here for it's what i've been you know by default trained to do and so i've never done a tribute show before ever and so the fact that i'm doing one at all is and it's for judy is because it is bam perfect match
1: now you said you're from, Gra- uh, you're from Minnesota. Judy. Well, I was
0: born in Minnesota. I wouldn't say I'm really from Minnesota, but I live here now, but you were born there. Yes. So uh,
1: you are originally from there. Uh, Judy moved away as well. You know, I don't know how often she went back there, uh, but uh, how far from Grand Rapids did you grow up? And do you go to any of the Judy Garland festivals, which is a very big deal in Minnesota?
0: Yeah, we, um, so as far as where I grew up, I grew up completely on tour all the time. So I don't really have a hometown or a home state, or I just have this kind of the road and stage is my hometown. Um, but when we got off the road, I was uh, a teenager and then I ended up in Minnesota it was the state of choice. We had, my parents had sort of a residence in Pennsylvania and a residence in Wisconsin. And so, um, I just, I liked Minnesota enough. So I s- decided to land here went to college here and continued to base myself out of here, even though I travel and whatever. Uh, so where I live right now is about three hours from Grand Rapids, uh, Minnesota. Cause I am in, uh, I'm in Hugo, Minnesota is our little tiny town that we found a house that we liked in. So we're about three hours from Grand Rapids and, uh, because of this Judy Garland tribute show, I have recently discovered the Judy Garland Museum. And, yes, I have been there. Um, I have partnered with them. And we are – and that's where I'm performing my tribute is at. Well, this this actual piece right here that you just popped up, this is the following day at the Aitken Opera House where Judy performed when she was little. The day before on Judy's actual –
1: artwork because that is
0: genius right there. Thank you.
1: Did you do know it yourself? Um, yes. Oh, genius, genius, genius. I, I yeah, just the top
0: that. half, just the me and the face and the, the JG with the JG and all that, that business. That's you just me. The and then the, the Aiken Opera House did here. the rest, which we love. And here also is yes. the 100th birthday celebration. Yes, this is at the Judy Garland Museum. So uh, I'll be performing there for the birthday dinner on the 10th, which we're very excited about. And we um, will be there. Who will be there? Uh, Joe Loft, uh, Judy's yes. son. Yes. Yes. She's gonna. He's gonna be there the following day. Actually, uh, he'll be there on the 11th. Um, and so we've partnered up in, and are having a blast. And we are uh, building a, a traveling Judy Garland museum exhibit to go with my tribute show. And so I have some of those things. Depending on how this whole thing goes, so I have a couple. Judy Garland things sitting around me right now that I decided to brought the gloves and everything. So if you want to see any of it, you let me know.
1: Oh, absolutely. Now I start uh, my shows with a surprise question, a question so surprising uh, that I haven't even looked at it. So I can make this about Judy. Um, well, the question is which season fits you perfectly? Uh, you're on the road a lot. So, uh, do you get a chance to experience a lot of the seasons or uh, is there, and of course uh, in uh, Minnesota uh, there are definite seasons. Trust definite me, season. I've been there in the winter.
0: <laughs> there's winter in construction. That's what we say. <laughs> um, there's uh which season? So you mean like literal season, summer, spring, winter, fall. Yes. Good night. Nice. Definitely not winter. Um, you know, fall. No, thanks. I just spring and summer. I enjoy the summer. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, be, I, I would say we're going to go with spring final answer.
1: Okay. Final answer spring. Well,
0: I'm going to bring on
1: uh, our next guest uh, and that's uh, Carol Bufford. I have been a fan of hers since the first time I heard her sing. I am thrilled that she's here. Uh, I Carol is going to be uh, doing a celebration of Judy on her birthday uh, next Friday night, uh, June 10th, uh, at Birdland here in New York as part of the Mabel Mercer Foundation. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think that Mabel Mercer and Judy Garland were friends. Weren't they, Carol? I believe so. Yes, I yeah. think that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's back up for a moment. I'm going to start with where we left off with Jennifer. You two were meeting for the first time as well. So do you have a favorite season?
3: Uh, Summer with autumn, a very close backup, but specifically autumn in New York, not autumn everywhere. I like autumn, autumn in New York.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Carol, I want to begin by asking you, where did your love of Judy begin?
3: So, there was never not a time when Judy Garland was not playing in some form in my household. I mean, just from the teeniest, tiniest. I, there's, um, we had a, a great home video of one of my first Christmases, and Judy Garland at Carnegie Hall is blaring in the background. Like, you know, so if there was never not a time where I wasn't seeing her face or hearing her voice. So, my love for her is just baked in. My my dad is a huge fan. My mom is also a fan, but my dad's a mega fan. And so, I mean, I watched the movies. I, I think I've maybe seen, for whatever reason, when I was a kid, Summerstock was the movie that I really like, really latched mm-hmm. onto. I was <laughs> super obsessed with. I think I also had a big crush on Gene Kelly. It had something to do with it. But um, I mean, I didn't come home and want to watch, you know, cartoons or whatever. I would put in Summerstock, or For Me and My Gal, or Easter Parade, or Meet Me and St. Those were all my favorite movies to watch. And of course, Wizard of Oz. Um, And I would just watch them on repeat over and over and over. And then as I got a little older, I would watch sometimes on Sunday afternoons, my dad would pull out like recordings of the Judy Garland show or her in concert. And I'd just sit there and marvel at her. And I I think she's magnificent and uh, certainly watching her that much and also being a performer, some of that kind of Infiltrated its way in, like every every picture you see of me singing, I've got my hands up, and I'm like, "That's MGP." So <laughs> well, I'm
1: going to bring up the artwork for your upcoming show as well, because of course it's an homage to the famous uh, Judy Garland at Carnegie Hall concert, mm-hmm. uh, and there it is, and just a gorgeous uh, concert. And Stephanie Blythe, how did this uh, particular concert come about? Oh. Uh, of course, it's under the guise of the Mabel Mercer Foundation. But Correct. how did this come together?
3: Uh, so Sanford Fisher, Sandy Fisher, is the producer. And Stephanie Blythe, who is one of the world's most incredible opera singers, but also incredible singers of the Great American Songbook, she is Sandy's, and Izanne, his wife, uh, they're really close friends. She sang at their wedding. They've known each other for years and years and years through his work in opera. I met Sandy and Izan probably five, six years ago, something like that. And he's um, produced several shows that I've done and produced um, my second album. And Stephanie and I have met and we've seen each other perform, but this will be will be our first time performing together. And we have yet to actually even rehearse together. It won't happen until a couple wow. days before the show. So that we've been doing great. everything remotely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I'm gonna throw caution to the wind here. Well, I'm not gonna throw caution to the wind. I know that I'm older than both of you. So I grew up at a time when the Wizard of Oz was shown once a year on television. It was a family event. Uh, It was everybody who knew me, I talked about this the other day on, and people are gonna hear this ad nauseum over the next month, but it was such an important event in our household. So much, in fact, it was more important to me than Christmas, Halloween, Easter, all the other holidays rolled into one. Uh, All of my aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody knew. As soon as they heard that the Wizard of Oz was gonna be on TV, they would alert me so that I could mark it on my calendar that no other plans were made with our family on that night. And we would come together as a family unit, aunts, uncles, cousins, relatives would come over. We would have an early dinner. It used to be shown at 6 p.m. on uh, TV. And the family would sit down together and watch this film. And it was such an important, iconic piece of our family history. Mm -hmm. So when I think of this film, and I said this the other day, I always think of family. Um, Is there, and so The Wizard of Oz has such a deep resonance for me. Is there any of her films, or whether it be the film or a particular concert, a recording, or something that really resonates very deeply with either of you. And Jennifer, I'll let you go first on this.
0: Well, I feel like actually I haven't even cr- cracked into the full Judy Cannon because because of this partnership with the museum, I'm like, oh, I better I better look into this, and I better listen to this recording, and listen, and I. I have only really, you know, known some of the basic things and, of course, her voice and her recordings over the years that you would just sort of normally hear. Um, But, I mean, I just really am glad that she was able to do A Star is Born um, just to be able to see... Because growing up in that vaudeville world where, like I was saying, you have to be able to be funny and shticky and dramatic and serious and huge and vulnerable and all those things, I just really enjoyed... In a Star is Born*, seeing her the whole uh, the whole range of what she can do, I I appreciated that like for her, you know, from like so she was I appreciated kind of from what I can from her standpoint of like oh how nice that you have this project where you really get to use a hundred percent of you because I imagine her growing up in that kind of variety world that most productions that she was in would use about you know 30 to 60 percent of her and so i really appreciated a project for her and for me that got to see it all in one spot
3: Mm, and what about you carol i mean as far as films it would be so hard for me to pick one because i i just i loved them all and watched them all like i said it, it was it was a constant thing I'd come home from school, pop in the VHS you know, or the beta, whatever it was. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, certainly, I watched Wizard of Oz over and over and over. As I mentioned, Easter Parade was a real mm. favorite of mine. I am obsessed with that movie. I think she is so funny and so beautiful and brilliant in that film. I agree. Star is Born, I think, is one of the best dramatic works ever, you know, of all time. But my favorite, Judy, is Later concert, Judy. As far as like the voice and the Judy Garland show, some of those just I find so breathtaking. Some of those performances, uh, when she did Battle hymn of the Republic after JFK died, when she sang Old Man River and just oh, rip your heart out. Oh God, I just it's too hard for me to pick one. That's that's me. <laughs> Do it! I love them all so much. Well,
1: I, I want to ask each of you when you're putting your shows together, and the, and I'm and I want to talk specifically about these tribute shows that you have coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your uh, method, or what was your approach in terms of putting the arc together for this upcoming concert, especially since we are celebrating her 100th birthday. Uh, Audiences, uh, there's so much to celebrate. Uh, and again, I'll start with you, Jennifer. Uh, there's so much to choose from. Uh, when you think about the fact that she passed away at 47 years old, the there are some of us, uh, you know, I can't even imagine, some who have lived uh, three times that will not have that uh, body of, uh, wealth underneath them. Um, how do you choose what you are going to leave in? And there's always going to be the fan out there that's going to go, well, I wish that you had sung this song. And Absolutely. then you say, come back next time. Part <laughs> <laughs> two. Yes.
0: I, I decided to, um, my show is like a 90 minute uh, full out, you know, concert. There's nobody else singing. There's nobody else doing anything. And I've got a. 11 pieces with me, seven horns and a um, rhythm section. And so I wanted to, so those were kind of, those were my musical parameters, which aren't really parameters. Like you can kind of do anything, but um, what I wanted to, so I had to, Consider a couple things, my voice for 90 minutes singing all the way out. I had to be like, well, I'm going to do a big number and then a kind of a recovery number and then a big number and then a recovery number. Mm -hmm. So um, and if you want to, I can certainly tell you what the songs are right in order. So, you know, if if you're interested, but the what I did not want to do is turn it into um, a biographical historical thing because we've all seen it. We've all done it. And we know that there's tragedy and we know that there's this and we don't want to talk about it so i'm just like you know what if i were judy judy were hanging out with me how about what do you what do you want to hear what do you want to sing again what do you want to experience what do you want people to focus on well let's focus on the you know enjoying, what you would say you know what you would say don't you go ahead i know let's sing I'll them all, all, we'll sing. Sing them all. <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to just kind of like Do, do the crowd favorites, right. right. And then find some other ones that kind of, you know, again, get the gamut of, of showstoppers and, and intimate things. And then also, um, just focus on the joy and the showmanship and the, so my show is very, um, It's tight, but it's loose in the fact that I'm just kind of talking to the audience and seeing what's up just because of my, you know, life, how I grew up. I can't do a normal show. It's got to be, there's no fourth wall. There's no such thing. And so, you know, um, so that's pretty much what we do. I say at the beginning of the show, I say this show is called Jennifer Grimm sings Judy Garland. It's not called Jennifer Grimm sings exactly like Judy Garland, but uh, but it's but I'm going to turn up to Judy, and we all know a lot of the stories of what she has been through. But what we're going to focus on today is tonight is the, the joy and the entertainment and the showmanship and and all of the uplifting energy that she brings to us all. And so it's just kind of song after song of uh, celebrating. The, uh, the joy that she brings to us on a regular basis. And, you know, if somebody's telling your life story, you'd much rather than just kind of hang out of the cool parts, right? Absolutely. So that's what we do. And I usually have Belvedere on the rocks on stage.
1: <laughs> good for you.
0: <laughs> and, a, uh, we have a good and time. And you, Carol, I mean,
1: uh, obviously you, you, there are two components in this, mm-hmm. uh, two singers. How do you decide? How do you mix them up? And are there duets in the show?
3: There are duets um and we decided early on because we're we don't she doesn't live in new york city stephanie so we can't just get together on a, a regular basis and uh and rehearse these things so we decided you know it will make it a little easier if we focus a bit more on the solos but we definitely wanted to make sure there were significant duets and one of the great things about judy was the attention that she gave to guests that she had and people that she partnered with and sang with? I mean, I cannot think of a more get me well going with your sportsmanship, Richard. Like yes. I, she could not be a better partner in song in welcoming. When you watch her with with Barbara, with even with eyes or any Ethel Merman, anyone, she's such a giving partner. So we wanted to make sure we had um, several. True duets, but then also some medleys where we would pass back and forth in that, in that style. So we put together um, a 16 song. It's about 20 minutes. <laughs> this is wow. the bulk of the show. Medley, fra- specifically songs from her films. And we go chronologically through it. So we start with... Uh, Dear Mr. Gable, Dear Mr. Gable, I'm writing this to you, all the way through to I could go on singing. So, and and we make a little stop at just about every year in her career where she had a movie released. So that was great fun putting that together. The way we created the set list, I came up with a list of songs that I was interested in doing and I tried to hit all facets, you know, uh, early Judy from films, from radio, concert years, you know, the whole thing and um, make sure we spanned the entire career. And I sent my list to Stephanie and she sent her list to me and we didn't have a single song that crossed. Isn't that interesting? So interesting. Yeah. So that was fascinating. So it made it quite easy. We uh, we chose we whittled it down from the we knew we wanted the movie medley. So we picked and chose, you know, from that. And then I said, okay, we need some Early radio stuff, so we'll pick our songs here. We need uh, to set up the movie, because some of the tunes that she did in her films were going to do with standalone songs, not within the medley, because we wanted to give them a little greater importance, you know? I think that Man That Got Away is a little bit more important than "Snooky Okum's when it comes to the Judy oh, Garland oh, <laughs> but, oh, but I so love so. "Snooky Okum's. <laughs> That was when I was like, I really want Snooky yookums and I really want how you're going to keep them down on the farm.
2: (laughs) Right, of course, of course.
3: So, um, yeah. And then going to what you said, Jennifer, about making it a celebration, I felt the same way. So much of what we see in Judy, like uh, on Broadway and movies, whatever, they focus on the saddest aspects. And I know that they happened. We all know they happened. So I did not wanna linger on that. As you said, I wanted it to be a true celebration. So like for instance, for our final, we have a little mini medley. It's the smile happy medley. Smile though your heart is aching, into get happy, into when you're smiling. So it's just a, a nice, happy, positive <laughs> way to, to leave us, so.
1: Well, I've got some, a round of questions that I have put together and to get to know you two a little bit better, uh, as you know, and a little bit of Judy will creep into these as well. Uh, but Jennifer, starting with you, what lessons did you learn, uh, over the past week to help make next week
0: a better week? So this has nothing to do with Judy anymore. This is just talking about my, this is about
1: you. This is about you.
0: My human life repeat, yes. w- repeat the question, please. Yes, what lessons did you learn in the past week to make the next week a better week this is this is uh, this is hard for me. Um, I have four children uh, and and we're, and we're gearing up for this show that's coming up and and I have an album released that's nothing to do with Judy that's coming up this year. And we have a huge concert coming up June 20th in Minneapolis at the Pantages. And so I am in such crazy, busy B mode um, that I think th- the lesson portion of my brain, the like, okay, what do we learn from this portion of the brain comes the message that I've been going with and that I have repeated to myself a few times over the last week, since we're talking about it, um, is just reminding myself that um, that we are all in outer space currently. Like, we're on a planet, sure, but that planet's in outer space. It sure is. You're <laughs> and right. so we're currently in outer space. So when I do get bogged down with the... what. The detail of the what and is this and the success and the financial and the children and the schedule. I'm just like, hang on a second. We're in outer space. Let's just relax a little bit here. It all matters, but it kind of all, well, nothing really matters. I want to ask this How old are your children? Oh, they are 23, 15, 12, and 3. Wow. Wow. We were surprised right. too. <laughs> well god bless you uh you. yeah god
1: bless you yeah wow. so
0: we've got all of the attitudes we've got all the attitudes coming at us <laughs> wow And it goes girl 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 and then we just we got our boy good wow. for you good yeah for you. he's a smoochie boo
1: so carol i have a calendar that i and those who watch the show know i refer to this calendar and it's daily acts of kindness which i practice and uh This daily act of kindness, one of the days that I pulled from the calendar, uh, it says anonymously uh, leave a basket of goodies or flowers on a neighbor's porch. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done anything like that? like uh, I've done something for someone without attaching your name or anything to it, just to surprise somebody, just to make them feel good. Without bringing any attention to yourself,
3: I don't know that I've done it anonymously. <laughs> I, I guess I always <laughs> want the credit. I mean, I feel like I, 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 I also agree. You should always have small acts of random acts of kindness throughout today and and throughout the day and and to strangers. And I do try to actively do that. I don't know that I've bought a, a, a bouquet of flowers or baked cookies and left them. Without a little note saying, now
0: you've got oh, an assignment, you're that kind
3: of thing. Okay, so I will do that now. I'm I, I-, I
0: bet that you've. I bet that you've come across somebody who you find to be beautiful that day, and you've just randomly said to somebody, "You look amazing," and then I just
3: kind of kept walking. I do that all the time because I, when I I first moved to New York, someone like one of my very first days in New York, and I was a little, I'm from a very, very small town in Georgia. And so I was a little nervous to move to New York city. And one of my first days here, a very kind woman stopped me and told me how beautiful my hair looked that day. And it made me feel so good. And I thought, you know what? I should do this in this whole Crazy city with so many people around us. It's it's easy to feel anonymous, even with that many people around. But it's nice to point something out. So I do try to do that as often as possible. Every day I go out, especially these days, because after COVID, I'm I need human beings <laughs> in my life. I miss them so much. And so, I'm so I talk glad to people that, as much as possible.
1: I'm so glad that you said that, Jennifer, because those things matter. They truly do. Really do matter. So here's another one, and this is for you, Jennifer. Um, it says, donate coloring books, crayons, books, or puzzles to your local hospital. That would be a nice thing to do.
0: Oh, and really? I have, yeah.
1: And I have a lot of friends who are children's book writers. As a matter of fact, uh, she's watching now. So I'm going to give her a little plug. Ooh. And you have a three-year-old. I so do. this is my little plug. It's called Mary Witchmas. Uh, Tesla Bella is watching... Write this title down. If any of you have nieces and nephews, I recommend this book uh, as the holidays will be coming around. Look how fast June got here. And yeah, it's, you know it, it's gonna be Christmas, it's gonna be Halloween. Uh, Tesla Bella's Merry Witchmas. Uh, this book is incredible. And uh, and of course, uh Osbey, uh, 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 you've got this book and let me just open this up randomly. Page. This is
0: gonna be perfect for my three-year-old. He is currently obsessed yeah. with both Halloween and Christmas. This is gonna
1: be oh. well. I want to show you how perfect this is. I'm just gonna open up to a random page because I want to show you how beautiful this book is. Let's do this. Look at the illustrations. Oh
0: fun. Oh yeah.
1: I love this. we so, this.
0: Just can I order it online?
1: You can order it at Amazon.com or your yeah. favorite call your favorite bookstore and ask them to get it. Mary Witchmas. We're getting it. So it's great. Everybody out there, get it and send Richard, it anonymously to someone.
3: Richard, you just made me think of something when you pulled out the Christmas book. Something that happens every year. And I highly recommend everyone go search it out in their own hometown because it pretty much exists everywhere. Is you can buy Christmas presents for kids, and this is anonymous and I have done it, so there's mine, check. But yes. uh, you buy the Christmas presents and, and they give them to, to parents who don't feel that they can af- afford you know, to, to buy presents for their kids. And it is such a great, you don't have to, you can just send money, you can actually go pick out the presents yourself, but it is such, a, that's something my family and I, the past three years we've decided, rather than giving gifts to each other, we would go shopping for local kids you know in the town where i grew up and i think it's such a beautiful thing to do so you should go buy tesla bella's book for that too
1: yes yes, yes. <laughs> so jennifer and there's another calendar that uh, people send me these calendars because of the themes of my show i'm all about positivity because there's enough negativity in the world so again for you jennifer um and i'm going to read from this passage it says feeling my anger and then finding a way to peacefully advocate for change uh, has powerful results in the world. So it's a self-love action. Uh, Today, I'll let myself get angry or emotionally moved by something upsetting in the world, and we've all been through a lot of this lately. Um, They'll uh, then uh, consider uh, how I might peacefully advocate for change with my voting choices, uh, my lifestyle choices, a letter or an email, to a public official, uh, my time, or my financial resources. Have you done anything recently in that realm by reaching out to someone, uh, a letter, or anything uh, for positive change in the world? And by the way, Howard Tucker is watching, and Howard Tucker is the one who sent me the calendar. So thank you, Howard Tucker.
0: Uh, Yes, I... um I have, you know, all sorts of political opinions and, uh, and otherwise. And I actually just recently had someone, um, this new album that I'm putting out has a, has a gay pride song on it. And there's also sort of a mama bear kind of standing up for the children kind of song. Um, And one of the people who was actually going to be in the concert and be on the record backed out of the whole project because I was inclusive of, Non-binary people, and she said, i sorry, I can't be part of the project. I don't uh, agree with that." So upsetting. And so, over the years that I've been, you know, uh, dealing with what's been happening over the last few years, especially the last, um, uh, anyway, I won't get specific. Um, I decided to write music about it, and so this this new album that I'm talking about, um, and I just have this coaster because I have my drink on it. I don't know if you can see it. Mother Love, Jennifer Grimm. This Mother Love is the specific song about um, advocating for a certain type of of protection, anger, you know? There's like, because so so many people sort of say, oh, you're angry and I'm angry and it's the same angry. And I find that to be uh, just very untrue to kind of conflate this sort of mama bear protection anger, uh, try to make it the same kind of anger as the racist or homophobic or exclusive kind of anger, hatred anger. And so this is a song about standing up for and teaching our children how to sniff that out and decipher between uh, this sort of hatred anger and more of a inclusive, protecting human rights anger and um, making sure that you know the difference and uh, and standing up for what's right. And so that's basically what I've been able to do. That's how I've channeled my anger is writing music and producing the songs and that stuff will come out later this year. And, you know, whether people like it and use it and use it for an anthem or dance to it or do something with it is up to the rest up of them. Me.
1: That's up to them. You just put that's it out up. to the world. That's and I will say this, that the person who walked away did you a favor Exactly. Because they opened the door for the person, the right person to come along who w- mm. will fill that spot. Yeah. And it's so, already filled all good. Yes. It's all positive. So again, Carol from the calendar, sometimes the littlest things offer me a fresh perspective. Discovering a cool new version of a favorite song reminds me to look at life from a different angle. Today's self-love action. Today I'll find new versions of a song and we're going to make this about Judy for a moment. Uh, uh, I love and see uh, uh, how I look at a song and how it inspires me to look at other things in a new way of, through a new perspective. So working on this show and looking at Judy's songs and looking at the world that we're living in now, is there a particular song that you are singing next Friday night uh, that you are now looking at through different eyes because of what we've gone through over the past two years?
3: Sure. When you're smiling. I mean, I absolutely. The, it. First of all, the song hits different when you're a kid and you're like, yeah, smile, that's nice. And when you're an adult and have gone through it and certainly what we've been through the last Two years, like with COVID, with the upheaval in this world, uh, a song that's just, it, like you said, focus on the positivity. When you're smiling, the world smiles with you. When you put that positivity out into the world, it will come back at you. And uh, that's the only way we can get through the day sometimes because the news is so terrifying. Um, so I would say that song in particular. And
0: can that- you back <laughs> on that, Richard? Absolutely, and I just, because I found a song totally hit differently after the pandemic. To um, "I Can't Give You Anything But Love, Baby," sort of a sweet like "I can't give anything but love. I love you. I love you." But then you're an artist in the pandemic, and you literally have nothing to give. Like you're broke. You're like, what? You know, the verse of that song is so powerful. Yes. Now that it's your birthday, you don't know what to do. It's written for you. Yes. And so it's just like. <laughs> Man, oh man. So that song, all and you know, the version that I do, which is the version that I know of hers, is very slow. It's not yes. blah, blah, blah. Yes. it's not. It's mm. this very heartfelt, you know mm. beautiful. If I think about my children or I think about artists that I know that have had to, you know, really figure some things out over the pandemic, um, it really does hit differently. And it's a, it's a it's a it's the throat choker.
1: Mm. Wow. Uh thank you both for those, both of those. Uh, Jennifer supporting others in a balanced way is how I keep from becoming drained and allow myself to enjoy the process of giving. Um, today by the way is love conquers all day. That's okay. why I pulled these. Uh, so just so that there's a theme here. Uh, let me check in with my reserves of love in the symbolic cup of my heart, uh, which represents, uh, my reserves as far as giving to others. Uh, full, or nearly empty. I'll adjust my actions with actions accordingly. You've already mentioned the work that you're doing with your songs. Are there other ways that you can think of that you're also doing this?
0: Well, you know, um, I didn't really grow up with much of a sense of community because I was just on the road. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had the community of the musical group that we traveled with, but we were always in a different town every couple weeks or, you know, so, um, so, and I didn't grow up going to regular school or anything like that. It was just all tutored on the road. So now this is the first time actually in my life. I, I've lived in this house for two, three years. Uh, this is the longest I've really ever been in a house. So oh. I I have my first uh, community that I kind of feel like I'm a part of. And, um, and because of that, I'm seeing uh, a lot of, young, talented kids and other talented adults that don't have the experience or confidence or or know-how of how to land their voice in a place other than a karaoke bar on a Tuesday night, you know? And so I have found it to be a huge joy to, as soon as I like hear somebody's voice and I prairie dog up and I'm like, what <laughs> Who the, who's this? And I just beeline over to him and I'm like, Hey, what, what do you know? What are you doing? Are you, are you singing anywhere? How can I help you? You know? And so it's been really nice in this um, community that I have for the first time and really is Minneapolis, I feel is the community, but even smaller, you know, like just meeting somebody and being in the same, same town and seeing a lot of the same people over and over again, which is very foreign to me, but uh, it's been, that's been really, really fun to be able to see people who don't play music like I can tell that music like plays them you know like they have like they need to perform and I'm like oh my god you need to be heard and you also need to have the joy of performing so come with me and let me introduce you to this person that person this person so I've got some fun friends that are just very very talented but are finally getting to be at a, on a on a level in a platform that you know that they deserve I think because they're their talent and their love that you can see just pours out of the face.
1: I love that. That's just absolutely wonderful. Community, important. Right. Uh, Carol, the most important investments I make are investments in myself. So today I'll ponder new ways to invest in myself like making a a financial investment in my future uh, with a savings account or making a spiritual investment uh, in myself by taking a workshop or making an investment in my health uh, by finding support for something I'm struggling with physically or emotionally. When was the last time that you made an investment in yourself?
3: So uh, at least once a week, lately it's been a lot more because I've been a little, it's been a lot lately. (laughs) So uh, I find that one of the best ways for me to calm down and just have kind of a, a moment to myself um, is I, I recently moved and we live um, in Morningside Heights, oh, on 123rd wow. Street. So not that far from Central Park. So um, the gift I give to myself um, as often as I possibly can, if I have time in the day, is to go for a long walk, at the top it start at the top of Central Park and walk all the way down and then all the way back up. I'll listen to podcasts sometimes. I've been listening to some Judy Garland books on tape lately. That's my thing. But listen to music. Sometimes I don't listen to a thing. I just walk. I people watch. That's one of the Easiest ways for me to calm myself down is people watching and being in this. It's been gorgeous in New York lately. So having the the sun on my face and, you know, seeing this beautiful place, being back in New York City because I was gone a lot of COVID. Uh, I spent um, m- the bulk of our time was either in Georgia or Vermont. Um, we ha- had our stuff in storage and planned to come back March 15th, 2020 to mm. apartment search. So that didn't happen. Uh, luckily, my last show was in Georgia near my, my family. So that, w- that was the silver lining. I got to spend lots of time with, uh, with family. But I would say, I mean, that's the biggest investment I can give myself for my peace of mind and sanity is time for yeah. just myself.
1: Well, good for you. Keep taking that. Uh, Jennifer, when did you have the weakest self-confidence in your career and what got you through it?
0: Hmm. The weakest self-confidence. I mean, I got cast on NBC's The Voice um, in 2020. And I I found myself, because I'm not used to being nervous, I found myself nervous for the first time in, like, forever. And, and you know, all those voices that you've heard over the years you know of singing or your you know how you look or whatever all the like chickity chick chick, chick. they were all just really magnified going oh my god am i really going to go on this television show and do what i do and then have to somehow absorb and feel and deflect or what how am i going to deal with all the negativity that inevitably comes from this kind of exposure, you know, when you get that big of a platform. Um, Cause my brother was on American Idol and made it up to like 14th. And I saw him go through it, really go through it. Um, and so I was grappling with that quite a bit. Um, and honestly, I don't have many lessons to take away from it because the whole season got like cut in half. And so I just got cut before I left town. So I was just like, Phew! I got my guardian angel hanging out with me going, it's you didn't need to do that. Let's just avoid <laughs> the whole damn thing. It's great.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah,
0: but it was the it was the most stressful because I was like, not only was I gonna have to leave my kids and everybody for a month and just go for a for a month out to California in the middle of COVID, but Phew, yeah, just the nerve-wracking of all the potential negative energy. You're just like, I don't know if I could deal with this. Wow. Well, I pulled up sportsmanship
1: at our word of the day because we're going to give away a couple of things. You, you've got two mugs from the uh, Judy Garland Museum.
0: Yes, the, the museum said that they would send those out to whomever. So whoever we have, I'll just get the information and write it down and give it to them, and then they'll send it out.
1: We're going to give away two mugs. And Tesla Bella said that she would give away an uh, autographed copy of her book. So we're going to give away three items today. And uh, let's see. Uh, I think I think we'll be able to do uh, three items today. So um, we'll we'll do that. So uh, anyway, um, we're going to continue. Uh, Carol, yes. uh, a good mood can be a fake till you make it proposition. So uh, today's self love action. What can't be done? Uh, what can I do today to improve and enjoy my mood more? Uh, maybe more, be more playful, concentrate on a recent when smile for no reason or engage in one of my favorite activities. What do you do when you find that you're sliding towards a bad mood to get Music. yourself out of it?
3: Music, baby. Music. like, but Yeah, it's the quickest <laughs> way. Uh, Songs that always get me there. Stevie Wonder, For Once in My Life, You Can't Not Dance to It. <laughs> like just, I, there's so many songs that will just get you right out of that mood um, if, if you play it. So that's my, I mean, that's my biggest one. Absolutely. Use Wonderful.
1: Uh, Jennifer, what, init- uh, what initially interested you in this profession? I mean, you said that you grew up in this profession. Yeah. But- uh, since you grew up in this profession, what keeps you in this profession?
0: Well, it kind of remember when, or a little bit earlier, I said, you know, there's certain people that they don't play music, music plays them. And that's kind of how I feel. I don't think, I mean, I've never officially tried to quit uh, performing, but I know that if I did, it wouldn't go well uh, for me. Um, just because that's sort of who I, who I ugh, am, you know, I mean, I thought about this, you know, cause I'm 44 now and I've been doing this forever and I've got albums out and I've got plenty of really cool successes and stuff, but you know, as an artist, you're like kind of have your own stats sheet of like, well, I'd really like to do this. Or I maybe I thought I would have accomplished this by now or, you know, whatever, just kind of figuring out what in the heck you're even doing. And I, I thought about this in the last couple of years of like, really, what is my, goal here what's my success or what feels what makes me actually feel happy and I realize it's just m- quality music coming out of my face mm-hmm. and if anybody happens to be receiving it on the other end bonus um so it's just it's clearly what I'm made to do my degree happens to be in mathematics so I do also love math a lot I love teaching people um tutoring one-on-one and helping people realize that they're smart, even though somebody convinced them they weren't. Uh, so I really find that to be another kind of life purpose. But but really, I'm just, I'm here to make music. I'm mm-hmm. here to sing. So it doesn't even feel like a choice at this point. I, don't, I couldn't yeah. choose. I couldn't opt out.
1: No, that is absolutely wonderful. And Carol, what are you proud of from the past week
3: <laughs> writing the arrangement for the GD Garland movie Medley. It was quite a lot. Um, I um this hand just was frozen like this for a while from just, you know, lots of mouse work on finale. My eyes were kind of glazed over. So the moment I finished that and then I sent it to our brilliant musical director, John Boswell, and he put some finishing touches on it, but uh, it, it's, it's a big puzzle, the, the show itself, but specifically that medley. So the moment I finished that was a, a big sigh of relief and I was very proud of myself for doing it.
1: So let's do some giveaways. Um, Jennifer, do you have uh, the uh, the
0: mugs handy so we can see the mugs? uh, No.
1: We don't have them. They are not.
0: I just contacted the museum today when we were talking about giveaways, and they said, there's a doorbell. I'm yelling at my children, children, there's somebody at the door if you
3: want to see who it is.
1: Um, I love it.
0: uh, So anyway,
1: let's start with the first giveaway.
0: But one of them is, by the way, one of them is a Judy Garland – One of them has Judy Garland on it, and the other one has her house on it. That's what they told me, a Judy one and a house one.
1: So Lisa Rodrigo, and I will get her in touch with you. Uh, So she's getting uh, from the Judy Garland uh, Museum uh, one of the mugs. Uh, So we're going to do another drawing for another mug. She gets two mugs. So Lisa, my, I'd like you to give one of those mugs uh, to somebody else. So you'll decide who you're going to give the mug to. But we will send both mugs to you. That'll make it easier for you, uh, Jennifer. Yes. And we're going to give away uh, uh, one of Tess Labella's books. And watch Tess's going to win. And if Tess wins, <laughs> I know what we're going to do with this. Glenn Charlo wins uh, the book. so uh, And we know how to get that to, uh, to Glenn. So uh, don't go anywhere for a moment. Uh, Carol, do you have a CD that you'd like to give away, Carol? I would absolutely love to, yeah. I'd give away a Carol Bufford CD. We'll, we'll uh, do
3: two CDs. I have two CDs. One uh, is called All By Myself, the Irving Berlin All By Myself, not the other one. And uh, the other one is called You Don't Own Me. It's all 60s and 70s music. So we'll do okay. a, a double set.
1: Okay, uh, you want to give away both CDs to the yeah, same time? Yeah, why
3: not? Okay,
1: let's do that. And they're wonderful. So that's great. I love this. Tasha Lombardi. Yay. So uh, Tasha, get in touch with me and we'll get those to you. I'm going to remove this. And I want to thank both of you for doing this show. I hope you had as much fun as I did. We did. And there's thank Judy you. at the Grove in the background. There she has is. My, I have to ask both of you, um, are either one of you doing Purple People Eater in your show?
3: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: That's the Grove.
3: <laughs>
1: That's a good there. one,
3: though. I like yeah. that.
1: <laughs> so I want to thank everybody who tuned in today. Um, I know that I can speak for both Jennifer and myself when I say this. And I've said this before. We don't take it lightly when you show up. So thank you for showing up for a moment. Uh, Both Jennifer and Carol, I'm going to give each of you a chance to have your own final word today. It can be about anything that we talked about that you want to build upon today, anything that we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any final message. It can be about yourself or it can be about Judy, anything you want to say, or you can tie the two together. Um, Everyone, uh, follow Jennifer and Carol. All of their details will be on my YouTube channel. Uh, go to the YouTube channel after this show, leave a comment about what you think about the show, uh, share this with your friends and by all means get their links, their social media links. Uh, Jennifer's show is coming up, uh, and, uh, Carol's as well. Uh, if you are anywhere near where they're performing, please go and support them. It's all, especially now about live theater, uh, Follow the protocols in whatever venue you're in. I went to see a live show a couple of weeks ago and there was a man in line and he says, I'm not going to wear a mask. And the usher said, oh, yes, you are. (laughs) And of course he did. And, uh, you know, we need to do what we need to do. Follow the rules. I think that's one of the things that's missing in our society, that people have a sense of entitlement now and uh, people don't want to follow the rules across the board. Uh, I'm not going to get political, but I think that that's why we are in the shape that this country is in, whether it be climate change or uh, gun control or whatever it is. It's a sense of non-sportsmanship. And Mm -hmm. we all have to play. We have to be team members. We have to, don't think about what's in this for me, but what's in this for we. And what's going to be better for the bigger picture? So think about sportsmanship as you go through today, tomorrow, and the days and weeks and months and years, God willing, ahead. So as I do with every show, I end the show by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Go to your Facebook friends list and reach out to the sixth name that pops up and reach out with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, but a phone call. And let that person know what they mean to you. Now, last Saturday, I had the good pleasure of having Joanna Gleason on the show. And Joanna Gleason said that at the end of her shows, she tells everyone to reach out on Sunday night to someone. So if you're too busy to make that phone call today, do it on Sunday night, because it's the end of the week, a lot of people are feeling down, the new week is about to begin, there's a lot of anxiety about the week ahead, and it's the perfect time to make that phone call. Just to say, I'm thinking of you, I want you to know you mean a lot to me, because none of us know what someone else is going through right now. And as my dear friend Sean Moniker says, we're all in this together but we're not in the same boat. And you never know what someone else is going through right now. And I always say, if you're gonna go out in a boat, make sure you bring a skipper along. So I'm gonna leave the screen right now. And Jennifer, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, Anything that you wanna say, you've got the final word and then you'll turn it over to Carol. And Carol, don't worry about how to end the show. As soon as you say goodbye, the final credits will roll. Thank you all for being here make it a better tomorrow. Thank you all. And Judy, we love you. Thank you.
0: We sure do love Judy. I uh, do want to say that the music that I am working so hard on and have been working on for a while is happening June 20th. If you happen to be around Minneapolis at all at the Pantages, there I am, Jennifer Grimm coming up. And I have my gloves on because I wanted to see what Judy was doing. This is her appointment.